0: Happy Mother's Day. How many of y'all relate with that video? I know that last one, you know, like I've never said, come on in here, use the restroom while I'm taking a shower, but I've taken lots of showers with guests and they're using the restroom, right? I know if you're a mom in here, you probably can relate to all of those comments and having never said any one of those, right? You just, you just don't. So, but happy Mother's Day to all of our moms in here. I want to just honor all of you because being a mom can be difficult at times. It's also very, 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 very rewarding. I look at my kids, and I love my kids, and they do silly things, and I love being a parent. But it does come with its challenges for sure. So happy Mother's Day to all of you. And I know sometimes it might feel a little weird. You show up to church on Mother's Day, and you're like, great, I'm going to hear a message for moms. Don't worry. We're not going to go into that too far. We are going to talk about spiritual moms today, but we're not going to talk about it from your role necessarily as a mother, but from biblical principles from the Bible. So anytime I say spiritual mom, you can put spiritual father in there or however it relates to you this morning, okay? So can we do that? Let's not check out, disengage. If you're a guy, you're like, I'm just going to do something on my phone for a minute because she's talking to the moms. I'm talking to you too. I may say mothers, but just translate that in your brain to fathers this morning, okay? And we're gonna have some fun this morning, all right? You guys promise you'll have fun with me? All right, I like teaching kids because they interact and they laugh and you know you're engaging with them. So do that for me this morning, if you will, please, all right? So we're gonna jump into this and we're gonna talk about spiritual moms this morning and we're gonna take a look at what is a spiritual mother. Okay, so I'm gonna do a little illustration. I have a couple guests here with me this morning. So I wanna ask my mom and my oldest daughter to come up here with me for just a minute. Alright? They're amazing. I love both of these ladies. They're both beautiful. This is my daughter, Hannah. Can I get you to come stand over here, Mom? We're going to do this little little stack thing here, okay? So this is my mom. I know, I take after my dad. Isn't she cute? Right? She's petite and cute, and I love my mom. Now, my mother, Judy, she loves Jesus with all of her heart. If, if you've had any conversation with her, you know that she loves the Lord, okay? So she instilled in me this love for our Heavenly Father, Right? And then I love Jesus because my mom put that foundation inside of me. And then I, in turn, I've taught my beautiful daughter here, who also loves Jesus, right? If you were here Wednesday night, you got prayed by this beautiful girl, probably at some point, okay? She loves the Lord, too. So we are all biologically related. My mom gave birth to me. I gave birth to Hannah, okay? So, but it doesn't stop just there. We're not limited to just this. So I have some other guests I want to ask to come up here. Miss Janet and sweet Carlia and if I could get someone to help Miss Janet up on this stage for us I know, a lot of you know Miss Janet okay she is an incredible woman of God here in this church you have probably been prayed for by Miss Janet if you've walked through these doors right okay so I'm gonna if you'll slide over here mom I'm gonna come stand over here with these okay so this is beautiful Miss Janet and Carlia getting taller than me here so you come over here and this is Carlia okay So Miss Janet, she serves in our church and she is an incredible woman of God and she pours into my life, okay? She prays for me, she teaches me things, she shares the word of God with me, okay? She loves Jesus, I love Jesus. And this is sweet Carlia. Carlia is not my daughter. Carlia serves in children's ministry underneath me and she loves Jesus too. So what I wanna show you here is the connection. We are not biologically related, but this morning, this sweet lady came and laid hands on me and prayed for me, and this sweet lady came and laid hands me, okay? <laughs> These two moms, one I'm related to, one I'm not. But this is what I want to talk about this morning, is being a spiritual mom and being part of a spiritual family this morning. You don't have to be connected biologically to still have that godly influence in your life. So let's give them a hand as they take a seat, okay? All right, thank you. All of you lovely ladies. Now I have to stand back up here by myself it's more fun with them right You're beautiful. I love you Rachel okay so we're talking about what a spiritual mom is so let's take a look at some scripture this morning Titus 2 we're gonna start in verse 3 okay it says likewise teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine but to teach what is good then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children to be self-controlled and pure to be busy at home, to be kind, to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God, right? Amen. Okay, now husbands, they're all going, yeah, 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 right? Y'all sitting there, I know it. If you didn't say it out loud, you're thinking, yeah, that's right, be good to your husbands, right? Just go read the verses before that. They talk about you too, okay? So we're taking this little little section out here and talking about teaching the younger women, okay? This is so important. It doesn't say... Teach your children here. The Bible is full of verses that say teach and train your children, but right here it says train the younger women, okay? It doesn't mean that they have to be related to you by blood or adoption or however living in your home, all right? It does not exclude your children, your biological children either, okay? But it says train the young women so they will know how to act and how to behave in life so they will know God. That's what we're talking about here. So let's look at something. So what makes... A someone a spiritual mother okay so it is someone who is an example of godly behavior okay you exhibit godly behavior and then it's someone who is teaching other women how to have godly behavior okay now this does not anywhere in there mean that you are perfect okay so say oh it's okay that I'm not perfect right because I don't know maybe some of you are that thou- I'm far from perfect okay sometimes you're teaching and training of other people comes through your mistakes and your errors. When you do something wrong or you run your mouth off and then you come back and you say, I apologize to you because what I did was not biblical, you are also teaching and training the younger generations, the people around you, right? Okay, so, so get off this, I need to be perfect, I need to have everything together, because if that's how we had to operate in life, we'd have no one, right? We'd have no one teaching us, no one training us, because we are we're flawed humans. It means that you are growing in God, you're reading, you're studying, and then you're turning around and helping someone next to you learn and grow. That means the men are reaching to the young men and teaching them, hey, here's how you be a godly husband. The women are saying, hey, here's how you be a good godly wife. And teaching and training, okay? So if you are someone my age and you don't have a spiritual mom, you need one, okay? So if you're my age or younger and even older than me, look, I've crossed the the lovely 40 line. I know, y'all think I'm in my 20s. It's okay. It's okay. It's right now. All right. So, all right. Y'all laugh too hard at that, right? So you, you get to this point, and some of my friends, some of my friends have kids that are graduating high school and in college, you know, and I've got little kids, little kids still at home, you know? So I feel, I feel younger sometimes because of that. But you should have someone teaching you and training you in your life. You should have someone pouring into your life. So if you don't have a spiritual mom, you should find one. So let's talk about why. Why do we need spiritual mothers, okay? Why do we need them? First of all, there's still a lot of people out there that don't even know Jesus. I know it's crazy in our world because you see the statistics and you look at how many people, you say, oh, there's just tons of Christians in this world. Well, what people say is being Christian, a lot of times is not. It, they don't understand that when I say I'm a Christian, I have to have a relationship with Jesus. I have to be growing in him. So we have a lot of people that don't even know Jesus. So we need a lot of spiritual moms and dads out there helping to teach and train, okay? And look, this week, did y'all see what happened this week? The woman that shot the other young lady because of road rage with her three children in the car. The woman with the gun had the three kids in the car. And it just blew my mind. And it just goes to show you, over road rage, you're willing to do that. Man, people need Jesus. They need... I don't know whether what her mama was like. I don't know if she had a godly mama or not, but I know that she sure needs a spiritual mama in her life somewhere helping her along the way. Because even if you have a godly mama, some of y'all go, I know, I hear this, yeah. <laughs> Your kids don't always listen to you. And sometimes it takes a spiritual mom to speak into their lives, okay? Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I'm Louder for the back. over for the 40s. <laughs> Your kids aren't even old enough yet, Jeremy. So I'm over my 40s, and my mom will tell me things sometimes. (laughs) I get this little ruffle in my feathers because my mom said it to me, all right? I am a grown woman with my own kids, and sometimes mom will say things to me, and I still get a little twitch because my mom said it to me, you know? I'm like, so you know that sometimes you may be a godly mother, you may have raised your kids right, but they just don't want to listen to you. And they're on their knees and on their face praying and saying, God, please send someone to speak to my kids. They're not listening to me. That may be you. You may be that person that's stepping in. You may go, oh, they got a godly mama. They're just rebellious and they don't love Jesus. But maybe they need you in their life. Okay? And if you're sitting here and you're like, I don't have anyone pouring into my life, maybe that's you. You need to find somebody that's going to help you along the way okay? And two, we want everyone to have a chance to mature in Christ. And that's what our spiritual parents do for us. We may have good parents that do it, but then we also have spiritual parents and spiritual family that help us grow in Christ, okay? I got a big chunk of scripture here. We're going to go back into Titus 2, starting at verse 15. So if you will, just bear with me while I read this. It says, these then are the things you should teach. Encourage and rebuke with all authority. Do not let anyone despise you. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always be gentle toward everyone. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. You hear that at one time we too you've been there you've walked this road probably you've done stupid stuff you have some wisdom to share with somebody else probably all right but when the kindness and love of god our savior appeared he saved us not because of righteous things that we've done but because of his mercy all right we need to be sharing this we need to be telling people about his love that he has for everyone Okay? He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our savior so that having been justified by his grace we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life this is a trustworthy saying and i want you to i want to stress to you these things so that those who have trusted in god may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good these things are excellent and profitable for Everyone, okay, so we see this list just as an example of the things that we should be teaching. Okay, this isn't all exclusive, this is just one big list of things and how we should be teaching and training other people around us. Okay, so let's look at who should be a spiritual mom. Okay, well, everyone has that opportunity in their life at some point. Okay, you've heard the word of God, you've begun to grow everyone should have that opportunity you may be sitting there even younger the younger generation you know the young adults you still have an opportunity there are little kids out there who could use your wisdom because sometimes they just look at old people and they say you know and i fall in that old people category now i do and they're like they don't know anything just look at their clothes they're stupid i'm not going to listen to you but then if somebody else comes along and they got cool clothes they're going to listen you know what I'm saying? So our younger generation, man, don't write yourselves off either. It is a process. And look, it is not necessarily based on age, okay? Now, with age comes a whole lot of life experience, yeah. right? Some people just have a lot more experience than I do. And I can look to them for their wisdom, yeah. okay? But it doesn't necessarily have to always fall in that, that, that order, You know what I'm saying? Some some may be a little bit younger, but they're more spiritually mature, and they can turn around. They can teach this. They can know. All right. Matthew 12, 46 through 50 says, While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, Your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother, okay? It is not just blood-related, all right? It is our connection through our heritage as a Christian, okay? And if you're not there yet, you haven't given your life to Christ yet, that's all right because you, this is what you can look forward to. You have this heritage as a Christian. You have this family. We're talking about being the body of Christ. The Bible talks about that a lot, All right? If my mom and my daughter were gone, I still wouldn't be without. You know what I'm saying? I only have those three. So if I depended on my mom to do all of the teaching for me, and Hannah depended on me to do all the teaching for her, what happens if you lose that? But I have a Miss Janet, and she's not the only one. I just picked Miss Janet. Who's here pouring? There's so many ladies here. I, she wasn't the only one that prayed for me this morning. It was awesome. I have all these ladies here who want to pour into my life and speak into my life. And if Miss Janet leaves, I've got another one in another one. You see what I'm saying? Like sometimes we get so hung up on this. Well, I don't have the family or I wasn't raised like this. And I get it. I was blessed. Man, I am so thankful to God for my family because I don't know what kind of heathen I would be right now if it weren't for my mama. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm a really strong-willed person, and I may not be standing here today. I don't know, maybe I would. I'm grateful for that, but if you don't have it, it's okay because you are still blessed with these people around you who love the Lord, and they are more than willing to pour into your life, okay? So it's not just the blood that runs through your body that connects you with people, that's not the only place that has to come. In Women of Valor, we see this. Rachel talked about Women of Valor, this discipleship group, and we pair women off as prayer partners, and we get to hear, and it's so cool because it's not just those of us who teach, who share, it's everybody in the group who shares, and so many times I've got to sit back and listen to women sharing wisdom with other ladies, and it's been so cool because they've got a wisdom that I don't even have. You know, they've got an experience that I don't even have and they get to share that and it's so cool. So don't miss out on that. If you don't have that in your life, find somebody. I promise you there are ladies in here today who wanna help and fill that role for you today. So find someone, don't miss out on that, okay? So we're raising up generations. Whether you choose to or not, you're influencing people, okay? Everybody's influencing someone. Whether you have kids or not, you're influencing someone. And sometimes you don't even realize who you're influencing. So you are speaking into somebody's life, either good or bad. You have influence. You're raising up the next generation. Okay? This is cool. You have a part to play in the next generation. Okay? So I want to give you some points here today as we look through this and we talk about raising up the next generations. First of all, stop resenting the younger generations, okay? I'm going to say it again. Stop resenting the younger generations. There is so much bashing that happens right now from the older generations to the younger generations. First of all, I want to ask you this. What have you done to teach and guide them, okay? If you're sitting there and you're bashing, well, they just don't know how to behave. All they do is sit on their phones. They do this, they do that. If that's all you've done and you've not done anything to pour into their life, you see the kid running through the church and maybe the mom's not present, what are you doing to help teach them? You know, what are you doing to invest in their lives? Belittling them on social media is not investing in their lives, okay? When you do that, you're going to lose your voice, all right? You're going to lose your voice. Man, I don't want to do that. I may not agree with everything the next generations are doing I have to get a translator for my daughter sometimes because I don't know what she's saying to me I learned what ship means it's not a boat that means when you put two people together like in a relationship like I think those two people would ship together I'm like what does that mean like are you sending them off on an island what is this Right? I don't know. I, so I have to learn the, this language that she's coming up with. And I'm like, can you translate for me, please? You know, and some of it's really weird. But if you can't look past those things and see that the next generation there is coming up, and you have an opportunity to invest in them, come on. But listen, don't write off the older generation either for the young people. They have a lot of wisdom. When I was younger, I went to work. Um, I just moved out of home. You know, I was cool. Moved out of mom and dad's house. Look, that didn't last very long because I realized I really liked mom's cooking and I didn't want to have to do all that. So that lasted for about a year. But I went to work for this job and I worked with all of these ladies and they had these horrible relationships. Like they had all been married before. And then divorce. And those first marriages were so bad that they refused to marry the next guy. So they were all pretty much common law, law um, marriages or whatever. So they lived with them. But they brought all their baggage in from their previous marriages. And so one lady even, her significant other she'd been with for eight years, made him pay her rent. In her home, he, she made him pay half of all the bills and, like, would never include anything. And I was just sitting there. And I remember as a young person thinking, I don't want to be like this. I, I saw parents who loved each other and were one, and I was like, I don't want to be like this. But if we're not there and we're not present in the younger generation's lives, they're going to learn something. If I'd not had that influence in my life to show me that there's something better, I might have looked at that and been like, oh, I got to protect myself. We've got to invest. Younger generation, learn how to do it right, too. Look to the older generation and ask them, okay? But listen, if you're the older generation, look, and that's anybody, look, I'm talking 30. I'm not talking everybody in their 70s, right? If you're older than someone else, you're the older generation, okay? So let's look at that. But stop doing all the belittling. Stop doing all the picking. And start investing in their lives, all right? You only have so much time. All right, the older you get, the more that becomes a reality for you. You only have so much time. But if you are in your early 20s or you're 15 or 16, you only have so much time to gain knowledge and understanding and wisdom from people who have been here on this earth, who have loved Jesus, who have prayed and seen miracles happen in their lives. Man, if you are not hungry to have conversations with those people, you should. And those who are older, you only have so much time to turn around and take everything that you know and put it into that next generation coming up. I mean, it's crazy right now, is it not? Like sometimes it's scary having kids. And somebody wrote something recently and they said, Stop being afraid for your kids. They were born for this time and God has given them everything that they need to be equipped To go out into this world and spread the gospel and that kind of set me free because i was a little afraid for a while i was like man i'm scared for my kids what are they going to endure what's going to happen to them in this crazy crazy world and then i was like you know what god you put them here you gave them what they needed so that they can go out and reach this world for you And I was like, all right, kids, let's do this. I'm going to stop being a little frady pants for you. And I'm going to encourage you. If that means you go somewhere else and you're a missionary somewhere else, then that's okay. I'm going to be okay with that. Because my heavenly father has you wrapped up. Right? So our kids, man, they're ready. They were born for this time. What they need is people who love them and care about them and want to invest in their lives. Okay? Now listen to this. You can't teach what you don't know you've heard it before but take a look at your life you can't teach what you don't know all right Deuteronomy 6 6 through 7 says these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts impress them on your children talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road when you lie down and when you get up so pretty much all the time right all the time These commandments I've given you, man, what has been put on you, turn around and give it out, but guess what? If you're not putting it in, if you're not spending that time with our Heavenly Father, you're not developing that relationship inside of you, you can't give it. When your kids come to you or somebody else's kids come to you, you can't give that scripture to them that they need in that moment. You can't be led by the Holy Spirit if you haven't taken the time to develop that relationship with the Holy Spirit. You hear what I'm saying? You gotta put it into you. you got to build it into yourself first so that you, in turn, can go ahead and invest in the next generations coming up. Because if I invest in my daughter or Carlia, then when they're my age, guess what they're doing? They're investing in the next generations too, right? It's called discipleship, right? We've been talking about this. It is discipleship. We are called to be disciples and to make disciples, to take what we know and to share what we know okay? Because you are going to leave a legacy, all right? Everybody's leaving a legacy. Again, it's going to be either good or it's going to be bad. It's your choice, and that's the thing. It's your choice today what kind of legacy you want to leave, all right? You have an opportunity to leave a legacy. You may have one kid, and you have 30 other kids who are out there doing things ministering impressing upon other people sharing their wisdom from you right so we have to love the next generation we have to want to be spiritual mothers and fathers to love the next generations coming up and the younger generations need to love what we have too. so what we're doing needs to be attractive to them as well we need to do things in a loving way look, we're going to come back to this again. We're not perfect, right? Yeah. We've, we've all said that we're not perfect. We're far from it. But you know what I have? I have a love of my Jesus that I know there are people out there and they need that. You know, when I'm walking through situations, they need to know how to have peace like I have when I'm walking through crazy situations. To need to know that, you know what, I, I don't, i'm not owed this thing god showed me you know you don't you aren't owed all these things you think you're owed kelly <laughs> i'm gonna say this i'm probably gonna make you mad okay but just know that i love you anyways um we aren't owed the big house the cars all those things we don't deserve those things how many of you ever said well i've worked too hard i deserve this you ever said that right i know i know and it feels that way but do you know what jesus deserved not what he took not what he took not what he bore he did not deserve that at all okay so we're gonna leave a legacy and that legacy may not necessarily have our physical blood and our DNA running through it but the blood of Jesus is stronger than that DNA that anything that you carry have you ever seen a family with with they've got issues Boom, boom, maybe depression, boom, this generation, depression, 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 and then boom. Suddenly, this person right here, they had an encounter with Jesus Christ, and they started binding up depression in their lives, and they said, enough is enough, and then you see it stop? That's because the blood of Jesus is stronger than anything that can be passed down from generation to generation, right? What did the blood of Jesus do for us? He saved us. When we think, oh, I'm owed this. I deserve all of this. Jesus didn't deserve anything. He hung on the cross. I mean, horrible what Jesus walked through. He bore the sin of the world on his shoulders. Have you ever carried the weight of something your kids have done on your shoulders? Something stupid, you know, or big or whatever, and you carry that burden on you? Now imagine Jesus carrying everybody's sins and burdens on his shoulders at one time come on he didn't deserve that he's he, he was perfect he walked on this earth and he was perfect but he loved us so much that he carried all of that for us his blood saves us right his blood sets us free right we talked about depression you see things I'm telling you the generations you see it people passing it down people learning things from their parents But his blood sets us free, right? We don't have to walk in those things just because our mama did it and our grandma did it. We don't have to walk in that anymore. His blood set us free. You walked in fear your whole life. You walked in fear of what other people think of you or fear of trying new things. Man, his blood sets you free from all of that right you're a new creation when jesus comes into your heart you're a new creation you're starting over you get to decide from that point that you're going to walk in his path and what he has for you and his blood gives us a purpose we now have a purpose we may have been so focused on what we're owed and what we deserve and all the things that we want but his blood gives us a purpose that is bigger than all the plans that we could put together for ourselves Maybe you're sitting here and you're like, I've been too busy to even think about teaching other people around me. I've just been too busy worried about myself. Well, guess what? The blood of Jesus gives you a purpose. And today you can come and refocus yourself and find that purpose. And the blood of Jesus is stronger than anything else that can come against you. And it lasts forever right? The blood of Jesus. It doesn't get weaker over time. Our bodies, they get weaker over time, right? We start getting frail. We start getting old. You know, you talk to Pastor Jeremy, you think he's like 80 sometimes. He's not. He's in his 30s, but he acts like he's this old, old crickety man. I know, right? right? He acts like this old crickety man. He's not. But our bodies start to give out with the blood of Jesus. It doesn't. It just gets stronger and stronger. And every generation you teach about the blood of Jesus and the power of the blood of Jesus gets stronger and stronger and grows. Right? It grows. It grows. I want you, if you are, just bow your heads and close your eyes in here today as we're closing this morning. If you're in here this morning and you're at a place in your life and you're like you know what I've kind of forgotten where I'm at I've forgotten my focus in life I've forgotten that there are bigger things here to do than just my day-to-day stuff than just my job just growing my family you may have an awesome family you may be pouring into your family but have you stopped there have you stopped there or are there other people that could benefit There are so many kids and adults out there that need something. Are you at a point in your life today where you've lost your focus and you need to come back? You need to let that blood wash over you again. You need to repent of losing your focus and allowing everything else to come first and before our Heavenly Father. And you need to come back and say, you know what, God, I'm coming back. I want your heart beating inside of me. Or if you're at a place where you've never given your life to Jesus and you're like, you know what? I want that. I want that family. I don't want to walk through this life alone. I want to know that I have got someone who loves me unconditionally more than any other person. I want, if you fall into either of those categories this morning, I want you to just raise your eyes up and look at me. Anyone across here, If you you, you need to come back into his presence you need to come back to that relationship you need to to begin to build and foster in that today okay I want everyone in here because we're a family and we're gonna do this together as a family I want us to go ahead and let's all just say this prayer together this morning okay so everybody just say it with me dear Jesus Jesus, Jesus. I I know you died for me and I'm just bringing myself back to a place of repentance, and I ask you to transform me in my life and forgive me. And this morning, I'm going to make a commitment to walk according to your plans. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I want everyone to stand with me this morning. Because I want us to do this together, right? There, no one should ever have to walk alone through anything. You know, we have, we have the saying here, at Eastgate, no one walks alone, right? And, and we try hard to mean that and make everybody feel that way. So at Eastgate, no one walks alone. So this morning, if you're in here and you want to accept a challenge to step up and be a spiritual mother or father in here today, I want you to just come up here to the front this morning and we're going to worship God. If you say, you know what, I want to do that. I may be young in my faith or I may be old in my faith. I want to make a difference. And I want to accept a challenge to pour into other people's lives. I want to ask you just to come up here this morning and say, you know what, that's me, I want to do it. You maybe are already doing it. If you want to commit even greater, come on up here and say, I want to do this today. I want to devote my life to making sure that the legacy of Jesus Christ keeps on going to those around me, to everyone around me. So I want you, if you want to do that, if you say that, you know what, I recommit to that today. Come on up here and let's stand in the altars this morning and I'm going to pray over every one of you this morning. God, I thank you for the people in this house today, Lord, that desire to go beyond themselves. Instead of always growing just in themselves, they say, you know what? I care about others out there who need you. I care about others out there who don't know you yet. Take me into their paths, Lord. Align me with their paths so I can teach them and grow them. Lord, I just pray for each of these people that have said that this morning, Lord. I thank you, God, that you empower them with your Holy Spirit this morning. God, I thank you, Lord, that you give them every gifting that they need to go out there and teach. It's scary for some people to say, you know what? I'm going to take what I know and take that to somebody else. God, I thank you that you remove that fear from their life this morning. Thank you, God, that you are with them. You are guiding them. You are leading them this morning. God, and as they do that, Lord, we just draw in closer to you, Father God. When we begin to pour out and teach, that's when we really start learning ourselves. God, when we give of ourselves, when we make sacrifices and we, we take that, to others beyond ourselves, Lord, you begin to grow us and mature us in a way that we've never been, Lord. And I thank you that that work begins this morning, right here, right now. God, that we have spiritual mothers and fathers rising up in this church, God, in churches all over that aren't willing to accept what the world is today, but they're willing to get out there and say, you know what, this world seems to be falling apart, but I'm going to do my part and bringing this world back to Jesus, and and sharing the Holy Spirit with those around me, helping to equip them with what they need to make godly choices in their life. Father, God, go with these people, Lord. Encourage them, Lord. Don't let them grow weary and tired. Don't let them give up. Don't let them second-guess themselves this morning, God. I thank you, Lord, that they... God, that they are bold and unafraid, that they know what they are in you, that they know who they are in you, that they have been bought with a price, they are born again, they have been redeemed, and the enemy has no place in their life. The enemy can no longer whisper in their ears lies of doubt and frustration, that when he tries to bring against them their faults and their failures, they shut them down God, that they have the power and the discernment to know when the enemy is speaking and they shut the enemy down, Lord. God, everything that they need, Lord, this morning. I just thank you, Lord, that you're with them. Oh, Father. I just want you guys to worship with a band for a little bit as we close this morning.